chapter 2. Deuteronomy chapter 2. We're not tonight in one of the one another passages and not in the book of Philippians tonight. Tonight we're in Deuteronomy chapter 2. And I wanted to speak for a few minutes. We've got several other things we're including in the service tonight. But I wanted to speak for a few minutes on the subject, lessons we learn in the wilderness. So we sang songs, the Lord knows the way through the wilderness. And all I have to do is follow. And so lessons we can learn tonight in the wilderness. I don't know where you are in your own individual life or your family, but you may be going through a wilderness experience tonight uh, in your own family or your own life. As a church, we're in a different kind of state right now, in a transition state with looking for uh, a new pastor and... um, my wife and I are glad to be here. I'm glad to be serving as the interim pastor here during this transition time. But it is for a church when a pastor leaves and uh, is gone to a new place. And by the way, he, I believe he, God's using this time away for him to recover. I look for him to be in the ministry again in the next couple of years. But uh, it's a, it is a wilderness experience for a church. A church grieves too, by the way. A church grieves too in the loss of a pastor. And I want us to look tonight at this one verse of Scripture and three lessons that we learn, I believe, clearly in a wilderness time in our life. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 2 and verse 7. For the Lord thy God hath blessed thee in all the works of thy hand. He knoweth thy walking through this great wilderness. These 40 years the Lord thy God hath been with thee. Thou hast lacked nothing. Father, we pray tonight that you'd use your word. Lord, I pray that the Spirit of God as our teacher would take the word of God and tonight make us more like the Son of God. We pray in Jesus' name. That first lesson that I believe that we learn in the wilderness found in this text is found in the fact that he says here that the Lord thy God hath been with thee. First of all, the presence of God. The presence of God. I don't know during the wilderness experience, as you read in the Pentateuch, first five books of the the Bible, You see all kinds of troubles that came. You see unbelief. You see griping and complaining. You see provision of manna, of of, uh, quail to eat, even when it came out their nostrils. I mean, you see all kinds of things that happened during those 40 years. But here we see that the Lord was with them through all of it. And I'm glad tonight that the Lord is with us through our wilderness experience. Isaiah 41, 10, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. There's a God who is with us. A God who is with us. Job, who at the end of all that he went through, and we'll preach a message here before too long on the book of Job. And I, I realized that as he, he was a man who feared God, skewed evil, 
the Bible says. But all the difficulties that were in his life at the end of that book in Job 42 and verse 5, he said, I've heard of thee with the hearing of the ear, but now my eye seeth thee. He saw God up close. God was with him through his wilderness experience. He's with us through our wilderness experience as well. I'm thankful tonight, whether it's Moses or Gideon, our mighty man of valor. I love that phrase. Here he is hiding and the Lord calls him mighty man of valor. Moses or Gideon or Jeremiah when he said, I will be with thee. His presence with us through our wilderness experience. The cloud by day, pillar of fire uh, uh, by night. God was leading these children of Israel along. John 15, verse 5, Jesus said, Without me, ye can do nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. And I'm very thankful for God's presence with us as we go through a wilderness together. In the Great Commission, as we're commissioned by the Lord at the end of Matthew chapter 28, he said, Go and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you, and here's what it is. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. And whatever we're doing, when he calls us to do something, as long as God is with us, we know that we can do whatever he asks, as long as we know God is with us. And when he's with this church during this wilderness experience for the crossroads, we can do anything God calls us to do as long as we know God is here. There's a song called When God is Near, All the World Seems Far Away. That was one of the 43 songs I wanted sung at my funeral service. You remember I told you? I, uh, as long as God is here. As long as we know the presence of God is with us. He said here, he said, these 40 years the Lord thy God hath been with thee. So first lesson we learn is the presence of the Lord. Secondly, the perception or the knowledge of God. Notice it says in this verse, he knoweth thy walking through this great wilderness. Our God knows our situation. He knows what we're going through. I'm very thankful that there's been times in my life as I spoke to the mature men Sunday school class today on Psalm 139, a God who sees and a God who knows, I am very thankful that God knows my situation. Other people said, I know what you're going through or I know what you're thinking. They don't know what we're going through and they don't know what we're thinking, but I know a God that does. <laughs> he knows, he's an all-knowing God. I know thy walking through this great wilderness. I pastored in Houston, Texas and had an opportunity to go to a Thanksgiving parade. I've never been to Macy's, to the parade there. I've never been to the Rose Bowl parade or anything like that. But Now, I did go to the Purple Martin Festival Parade in St. Matthew, South Carolina. Now, 
That parade was, it, it depends on how many tractors you wanted to put in it to how long that parade was going to be. There are some parades that uh, you can stand there and you can see the beginning of the parade and you can see the end of the parade all at the same time. Did you know that my God is like his perspective on the longest parade you could think of? My God knows the beginning and he knows the end of it. He sees the whole parade. We see it, watch it, one frame coming by or one float coming by at a time. He sees the whole thing. My God knows my walking through this great wilderness. He sees our situation, our church's situation. He knows me. As I think about this text, he knoweth thy walking or trudging through this great wilderness. There's several words here that I think are key. One is he realizes that what we're going through is very important because he said it's a great wilderness. I mean, it's a big deal. It was a big deal to the children of Israel. It's a big deal to God too. He's the one helping us through this great wilderness. Now, also it says, he says, I know thy walking through this great wilderness. This is a great encouragement to me. He's not leaving us in the wilderness. He's going with us through the wilderness. There's another side to it when we won't be in the wilderness. He says, I know thy walking through this great wilderness. So the perception of the knowledge of God is a lesson that we learn. Someone has said we can trust an unknown future to an all-knowing God. We don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. I know who holds tomorrow. We sang about that already. And then as we look at all that they went through, putting up with all their murmurings and all their uh, complainings, uh, we see that God still, the last lesson, he still supplied in plenteous provision. For the Lord thy God hath blessed thee in all thy works. The last four words, thou hast lacked nothing. <laughs> You've lacked nothing. He supplied water and manna and quail. He supplied everything they needed. I know thy walking through this great wilderness. These 40 years the Lord thy God hath been with thee. Thou hast lacked nothing. The gripers, the complainers, the unbelievers, everything that happened in the wilderness, he still supplied for them too. He's supplying for us today. Philippians 4.19 But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He gives us all of it. Matter of fact, 2 Corinthians chapter 1 tells us that he is, our, our uh, 2 Peter chapter 1 says he has supplied everything we need for life and godliness. He's given us all that we need all that we need. And we see the plenteous provision of this great God as I think the third thing we can see. We see his presence, his perception or his, the knowledge of God. And lastly, the 
plenteous provision of our God as well. My youngest son, who's an accountant now, was born at McLeod Hospital in, in, uh, over in Florence. And um, a friend of mine who used to work for Kohlberg Dairy down in Charleston, he was in Florence working for another uh, milk company. He, I roomed with him my last summer at, at Clemson. You always want to room with a guy who's majoring in dairy science and he's taking a class in ice cream. Oh, boy. Taking a class in ice cream. He set out to memorize a lot of scriptures. Dr. Comfort has done as well, and some of you. And uh, he would learn a verse a day. He got saved in December of 1970. And he has set out to learn a verse a day out of the scriptures since then. He's retired now. A friend of mine lives now down in Charleston, South Carolina. He came to the hospital to visit and he said, uh, I see that Matthew was born in room 411 here at the hospital. He said it reminds me of Psalm 8411. No good thing would he withhold from them that walk uprightly. God's plenteous provision for you and for me. Psalm 23 and verse 1, 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I will not lack for anything. He's our shepherd. And he is ultimately the one supplying. I... um, Know that in our hymn book, Josh, bring me a hymn book up here. Uh, How firm a foundation, ye saints of the Lord. I think that's number 380. We're not going to sing it. But I, during the week on on, uh, Mondays and Tuesdays, I'm working on the songs to sing for a service that we put the theme together for a service and what we're going to, what going to sing. And, um, Verse 2 of How Firm a Foundation, it's number 380. Fear not, I am with thee. There's, there's the, the very presence of God. Oh, be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will still give thee aid. I'll strengthen thee, help thee, and cause thee to stand, upheld by my righteous, omnipotent hand. That kind of God is the kind of God we're learning lessons about even when we're in the wilderness. Spurgeon talks about how that we can soar back through all of our experience. And we think how the Lord himself in the wilderness, he's fed us, he's clothed us every day. How God has borne with each, all of us in all of our ill manners and put up with all of our murmurings, even as believers, and all of our longing after the sensual pleasures of Egypt. But think how God's grace has supplied for you and me, even in our wilderness times and in all of our troubles. These three lessons are lessons that I pray that I'll learn and you all will learn as well 
as God takes us through wilderness experiences. He's with us. I can do anything as long as I know God's here. His perception or his knowledge, even when I don't know, he knows. He knows all about it. He knows what's best. He's going to uh, work things for get together for good. And then lastly, his plenteous provision. God's got an answer in the wilderness. He's got an answer in the wilderness. One preacher said the purpose of the wilderness is to let us see God and see his wonders at work. One day, our God is going to be able to allow us at the church to be able to tell some stories about how it was during this transition period and we'll be able to look back and tell a story. You want to believe what God did. I mean, you, it was unbelievable to see what God did, how he worked. We knew he was there. We knew he know, knew what was best and he plentifully supplied exactly what we needed. And he's going to receive the honor and the glory and the praise. An old song, I, I grew up singing all, all these old songs. I, I told Luke, the guy that's from Shreveport, Louisiana, where, where is it? There he is. I told him, I'm from Camden, Arkansas, just north of where you are. He said, yeah, I've been to Camden before. My mama used to drag me to all night singings in Shreveport, Louisiana. We sat on some of the hardest benches I've ever sat on in my life. But I mean, by 11 or 12 o'clock at night, this little boy was sleeping. And there was quartets up there singing. By and by, when the morning comes, all the saints of God were gathering home. We will tell the story how it overcome and we'll understand it better by and by, by and by, we're going to be able to tell a story about what God has taught us in our wilderness experience. Let's bow for prayer. Father, we thank you tonight. Sometimes it's hard to say thank you for a wilderness. But I thank you, God, that there are lessons maybe that we could learn in this wilderness that we could not have learned any other way. Thank you that you're with us. That you know what's best. And that you are going to plenteously supply even in our wilderness experience. And we'll thank you in Jesus' name.